Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to this week's episode of The Nero Show. In today's episode... What bikes caught our eye at 2024's first professional race? And what's the deal with that new factor? Cannondale have doubled down on the Lab 71s. And why is everyone so obsessed with Valtteri Bottas? All right, let's get into it. So you were on location this week. Live on the ground. Yes. Boots on the ground. Yeah. The whole thing. Where mm-hmm. were you? What were you up to? Tell us Tell us about it. I was at the Australian Road Nationals' first professional bike race of the year in the world. I was there. Getting your eyes on things. Were you having a bit of a sniff about? Because, it's, look, it's been a while since we just sat down and just talked bikes for a bit. And yep. I think what better opportunity than a professional bike race finally kicking off? There was some, there's some fresh stuff appearing. What's What came across your little nose as you were sniffing about around there on the Sunday afternoon? Well, it was if we talk bikes, I wasn't there specifically just to walk around and look at everyone's bikes, but as you You're do. You're a coach, whatever. A you've got people there. So whatever. it's interesting what's, what's happening with some of the brands because you've got – it was pretty clear in person and not just looking at it online. There's a difference between the good-looking bikes and the bad-looking bikes. But – Hold your breath, people. The brands – some of the brands are doing well to mask it. So Ooh. I put up a story of the Jayco bikes, mm-hmm. the, the giant propels. In person, looking at them, actually not that much going on. Very industrial shape of the frame. But the paint, they've made it up for it with the paint. I think the paint makes it pop. So I thought it was hot. I put a story up. I got a bit of backlash and people thinking that thing's not hot. I think, look, you, not everyone can have a good-looking frame, but if you can – Paint it up, make it look nice. I think they've done a good job. It looks, it looks really good. And the way it matches their kit is really nice. The Kdex wheels with the big Kdex logos, I really like too. So I think that package they've got there, they've done well with what is a pretty, let's be honest, boring silhouette frame. Yeah, big, big logos on wheels. That's, I like that. Yeah. I, I was actually, even just a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of just a big, a big grotesque logo sometimes on a on a, especially on a pro bike with with that bike in particular though the color scheme I know you mentioned it a three part colorway I just don't know why we've thrown silver at the back of that bike it just doesn't seem to make any sense with the kit or the rest of what's going on with the whole um, design language is something that people talk about but yeah it just seems to be like. Is it trying to therefore mimic being an aluminium bike? I don't quite understand the the back end of it. Um, yeah, but it was it was kind of harmless. I don't know how many people have seen what happened in the race, but essentially it was it was two and a half to two and a half hours of Luke Plapp on television riding around Mount Bunanyong. No offense to Chris Harper, but that was particularly what it was. Just the equipment side of it, it's just not the same. I just reckon so when when Luke won last year and there was the side-on shots of him riding into the finish line with the the Pinarello, the Dogma, the Ineos kit, I just reckon at that moment Dogmas were just flying off the shelves. (laughs) Like it's just – you just see that and you're like, ah, that's amazing. It just doesn't quite have the same – doesn't hit home quite the same. I get what you're saying, but it's a giant versus a Pinarello. Yeah. There's no other way. It's true. Like it is mm. just he's, that, that is what it is. Uh, I I think they've done pretty well to make the frame look good. Matches the kit. They've won nationals on it. Like they haven't just won nationals. They've just shat on the rest of the yeah, fields exactly. on it. 
Yeah. So I don't know what else they can do. It, it's just that's that's almost my point. Yeah. Like it was even a more impressive a performance. Like, and yet I think we'd st- all just still come away from that gun. Oh yeah, it's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> whereas if whereas if that I think what I was trying to say then if he'd done that on the dogma, everyone'd just be like, Whoa, the dogma. Yeah, yeah. See that? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yep. But yeah, that's it is what it is. Is what it is, isn't it? Any other any other Well, just you on noticed? that team in particular. As far as I can tell, Caleb's not even on a giant. Now, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> I said that particularly inflammatory. I, as far as I can tell, he, he's actually on a live that he's painted up at, in the, the, the giant Ooh. scheme because the uh, they don't make the frame in the propel small enough. Wow. Okay, that's that's actually, yeah. I mean, I'm impressed by that. How small a frame does he run? Um, Jesus. A 47 okay. from Instagram comments. Indeed. It's kind of hard to tell because the Propel non-advanced SL model with the regular C-Post looks kind of similar to the live mm-hmm. race bike that the women's Jayco team are on. But rumor has it he's on a live, wow. which would be pretty like if he's winning Australian Criterium champs on a women's bike, that's freaking – that live is legit. So that's um, I. Well, look, I they're going to paint it as a giant, but that's that's more of a. There's nothing bad about the propel. It's more of an ad for how good the live is. If Caleb yeah. Ewan wins a men's elite criterion chance on it, it's pretty cool. I suppose that sort of goes against what we were saying when Specialized released their one gender program to remove the women's specific stuff. Yeah, I suppose if the it just comes down to the body proportions of the person, then mm-hmm. maybe the women specific stuff is bullshit and it's just a matter of what fits you. Yeah. What's well, doing the way he accelerated out of that last corner coming around Jensen Plower, if it's handling that well, then damn, that is pretty cool. But I I'm going to say unconfirmed at this stage because this is I didn't actually go and ask him, are you on a women's bike? That's, that's, <laughs> but that's, we'll put it out there, okay? <laughs> that's about as much research, research as anyone <laughs> watching this show expects, all right? Now, speaking of research, did you have a sniff around the Bianchi? This is the first time you might have seen it in that's person. A, yeah, that is the first time I've seen that new Bianchi Ultra in person, even though it was released a while ago. Uh, Miles Scottson, ex-Australian champ, was on it. Um, it's just ugly. It's, it's just, just a, that is really... <laughs> For for a Bianchi, which is Italian heritage, you couldn't make a less Italian looking bike than that. It is full industrial aero yep. function functionality spec. There's no art Italian flair to that bike, and it just looks. It's probably quick. It just looks like it's it's, it's it looks opposite of an Italian bike. And in, even in person as well, it stands out even more. It's- I don't know what it is because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can pull up some sound bites, sound bites of us talking about it a few months ago saying, gee, I'm kind of, I'd love to try that bike. I'm fascinated by that bike. It looks cool, that bike. Mm-hmm. But you're dead right. I've seen one in person as well and it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I don't know how, but it's boring. Like you look at it. You look Ooh. at it in terms of right. the um, all the the extreme sort of shapes and everything of it. You would have thought the whole package of it would be quite out there, but maybe it's maybe it's the paint job. I was thinking a bit more about it. I think it's I think it's lacking curves. I almost think that's what we expect from Bianchi is some kind of shape like that. Whereas this is just. Really harsh lines. It's quite it, – yeah. So it is quite harsh. The only thing I would say is I don't think it's boring. I think it's it's aero road bike but then dialed up mm. to 11 mm. and kind of looking like a super bike but in a really not artful way. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I actually don't think it's – I would say the, the Propel is a boring-looking frame. If you had them in raw carbon, no paint – the propel has there's no curves to it. There's nothing going on. It's just don't do its job. But this, the Bianchi is kind of like a 12 year old boy has designed an aero bike on Photoshop. Like that's probably what you'd make. <laughs> so yeah, any yeah in, yeah. But so you think it's 
um, a little boring. I think it's kind of overwhelming. It's like a, it's like an overload of just it's like a super if a superhero equivalent of just over the top. The, the handlebar of it, that the the junction between the seat stays and the seat tube, that whole thing. It's the the reason I said boring is the only when I actually saw that in person. I actually, I, I didn't realize at the time, but I'd been riding with the person who had that bike for 20 or 30, well, up to an hour. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think to go, oh, that's the new, do you know what I mean? It didn't pop out. Whereas mm. I, I, I'm normally very kind of mm. good at that stuff. Like I will identify bikes quite quickly because I'm drawn to them. It just sort of disappeared off into the distance. Maybe more to the paint because they yeah. seem to just, they're, they're not playing on that Celeste colorway really. Mm. With that, with that design, it's mostly black. So potentially that's doing it too. Uh, another, like, if you want to, if I'm saying the propel silhouette of the frame is a bit boring, not much going on. The Scott Foil, beautiful looking bike. Yeah. Really, it, 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 that is a work of art. Just looks really nice. Regardless of the paint, it could be any paint. It just is really nice looking. Uh, James Rillen was on that going up the hill. It looked really Freaking good! I just can't say enough good things about how that bike looks. It really stands. Is that out. the first time you've seen it in person? It's the first time I've no. A couple of people in Sydney have them, like at the shop. I've seen a couple, but not. I have never looked at it in detail. Yeah. Um, in person, holds yeah. up. Yeah, it does. So one more bike. Yeah. Uh, and I got a bit of a. I don't know if this is a story or what, but it's uh, this. This blew up on on Instagram and on on cycling news. So my chain guy, your chain guy, my chain guy, yep, accidentally, or I'm not sure accidentally, but he l- leaked the new Factor Ostro van. So chain guy in que- in question um, did the chain for for Simon Clark and uh, sent it down to Simon. Simon sent some pictures back uh, to him that he was told he could post after the race, which he subsequently. Went and did. He now. I must admit, the the guy who was doing the chain didn't realize or wasn't told specifically what the situation with the bike was. Went ahead and and posted it, and uh, yeah. Next thing he's found himself his his Instagram page all over cycling news, and uh, <laughs> he's loving it. Business is business is booming. Um, <laughs> the cycling news article is hilarious. It's like they weren't they're not sure whether Simon Class went for the optimized chain or not. Um, but yeah, so. There it is. There is the new um, Factor Ostro. I just are, seen this. Think? I don't know where I've been. I, I must have missed this news. I didn't even. I saw him riding it. I assumed it was just the regular one. I didn't actually go up and have a look at it, so I haven't seen it in person. Um, but there it is, new Factor Ostro Vam, and it's. I think it's. <laughs> if we're gonna put, so we've been going through bikes in this chat so far. If I'm putting this in the ugly bucket. The good-looking bucket with the Scott foil, it's it's not in with the Scott foil, is it? It's uh, in the uh, it's in the propel. Just I'm here to do a job bucket, as far as I'm concerned. I think that's a bit harsh on the propel, in the sense that at least the propel seems in proportion. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I'm really this okay. I'm a bit worried about where we're headed with aero bikes, because. To me, an aero bike, a cool-looking aero bike, like the Scott Foil that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. and I will shout my chartreuse, it's the official colour, S5 that I have. Cool-looking aero bikes, all the tubes are in proportion. They're thick, they're shaped, but there's, there's a balance to all of them front to back. Yep. I don't like the way we're headed with this we're going to throw buckets of tubing towards the front of our bike and we're going to try and spin out as tiny a little toothpick seat stays and chain stays as possible because that's supposedly not that aero back there, so we're going to save some weight in that regard. Mm. The result of that is whatever the f*** that is, and I just it just looks – it honestly looks like they went, okay, let's let's take the factor – what was the, the full aero one? The, the factor one? The one, yep. We'll slice it in half with a with a O2, and there it is. O2 at the back, one at the front. Mm. Out. Not interested? Out. 
Because I thought the current version of the Factor Ostro was pretty good looking. That was 100%. Fairly up there. Mate, it's a frigging influencer's bike. And yeah. an influencer's bike doesn't become an influencer's bike for being ugly. It's mm-hmm. got to be sexy. But That's not sexy. What have they done? I can't quite put my finger on what they've done. They've kind of chopped up a bit of the seat tube. If we're looking at the photos here. It's got an ugly collar sort of thing on it. I mean, and then it just looks like it's thicker in the down tube and a little thicker in the head tube. It's just, yeah. It's, it's actually not, now I'm looking at them side by side. It's not that much different from the current version. It's just thicker in worse places and thinner. Mm. It's, no, it's not it, a dramatic no, shift. No, it's I mean, not. It's we, just, we, when the metrics come out in this, we're going to, we, it'll be, what do you reckon, 200 grams lighter? Well, they'd be doing well if they made that Austro 200 grams lighter, but yeah, p- oh, potentially. Let's yeah. say it'll be it'll be that it'll be yeah. eleven. No, seven watts faster. No, no, no probably not that much. Three or four. Three yeah, or four. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, three or four, yep. and that'll be it. Yep. Same yep. stiffness. Fair enough. And a little bit, a little bit uglier. I mean, I, I I couldn't. I'm just talking about the looks here. I don't. The stats we can. But see, this paint scheme I also find interesting because the front of the bike is the. Th- Thicker end of the bike, so the um, the paint scheme they've done here for the team is the lighter blue in the front end, darker blue in the back end. So you, they they're accentuating the 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 thicker part of the frame, which I mm. find strange. That's generally the ugly part. That's just for aerodynamics. That you're trying to hide, make the back end it's a bit thinner, brighter. Like I, I would be curious what that bike looks like if they swapped the frame colors around. I mean, you look at that. I mean, I think the Aero's a cool-looking bike, but it's it's a cool-looking bike because it's in proportions. I mean, look at that head tube, the seat, the seat post. There's there's consistency across that, you know. Yep. Like, but at the end of the day, would that bike ride better if the if the seat stays were thinner, mm. and would it be more aero if the fork was deeper? Yes. But I find it interesting that we've because I always thought, and now now we're not arrow at the back end anymore but like look how shaped that back end is and I, I see that on the s5 as well where it's like that rear wheel just like hides in behind the seat stays that doesn't seem to be as big a deal for these guys anymore yeah yeah which is i guess good i think that we, we i think that's like if you want a bike designed just to look good there's a place for that but at the end of the day these are race bikes intended to be ridden by world tour teams they should be trying to make the best bike possible not the best looking one so yeah fair enough yeah no? i think factors factors got a foot in both camps here right. okay like right. you know and i i again i don't say this out of criticism i say this out of well played lads mm-hmm. like it's the influencers brand because it was a really sexy bike okay i wonder whether that's going to hold um, hold true with with that particular model. So, so from like a brand decision, yeah. you're saying they should not necessarily be all performance oriented. Yep. Try and make it also look the part. Hundred percent. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll I mean, that. yeah. Performance orientated, they're not in the world tour anymore. So it's whatever. Yeah. Well, they aren't, are they? Nope. Oh, there you go. Finally, can, yeah. Just massive shout to Ren. Like he's good on him. This is a young young Aussie kid up in Brisbane. Like Simon just reached out the same way that um, I reached out to him. So he's uh, he's got a bit of free publicity here. And I love that he's doubled down on this. He's taking screenshots of the cycling <laughs> news thing, which is like which was kind of meant to be sort of saying like, oh, this guy's like stuffed up here. Uh, and he's like, stuff this. I'm screenshotting this and putting on my <laughs> – and it's got comments underneath like, you know. He also had the he was also waxing the chain of the under twenty three Australian time trial champion Jackson Medway, on the chain. He's on using your chain guy. Chain guy. There you go. Hey, what? Big things, big things ahead for for the chain guy. Now, all right, time for you to com- coolest bike from nationals. What what was it for you? I don't know if I put you on the spot here, but so I've got mine. You better not steal it. Um, Dad, uh, James Willens. Scott Foyle okay. with SRAM Red, Zip 303 or the 353 wheels. Yep. Hot. I hate my answer, but there's nothing I can do about it. It might 
have also been affected by the race itself, which was the men's under-23s race, which was the best race of the weekend as far as I'm concerned. And the winner was Fergus Browning Trinity Racing Kit, which, okay, does remind me a little bit of the Neuro Racing one in 2021, but I'll allow that, 2022, which is one of the reasons I probably like it. But the bike with the kit, so it's an S-Works. It looks like an SL8. It's it's SL7. It's an SL7. Sorry, it is an SL7. It's an SL7 with SRAM. But if you go into the details on that frame, it's kind of got this a little bit like the Willie Ayres do for Astana. They've got that, uh, I don't know what that effect is on on the, the paint job, which is really cool. It's like a deep navy blue. I'm a sucker for a navy blue bibs with a navy blue bike. Navy blue bike. Uh, and then... The seat post has got this like pop of like pinky green in it. Yeah, massive, massive fan of that. Uh, the way you rode as well kind of kind of helps from my perspective. So that's yeah. I just reckon the SL7. I, I mean, I know I've said some shit about it, <laughs> but oh, I think it's a really cool looking bike, and it's getting cooler as we go. Does along. it have kind of old school cool flair? Like I'm not on an SL8 yet. I'm sticking with an SL7. Why um, does that look cool now? I don't know. The answer is I don't think we've reached that point. I, I don't think I don't think the SL7 is now retro cool. <laughs> I think we've quite gone that far. But it is. I, it's maybe it's because it's again. I'm I like those thicker tubes. It is a thicker tubed bike than an SL8. Um. So there's there's more bike to look at. It's more shaped. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. That that tram red chain ring on it. Yeah. Oh, Looks, you, you're yeah. coming around to SRAM. Ah, Look at you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Except I think he's running an Evade helmet. Is it the Evade? Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's the ugliest helmet in the peloton. Full <laughs> stop. Full stop. There is no the latest version. With the, the latest big, version. Oh, yeah, it is that too. Yeah. yeah. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, are we going to talk about the race at all? Or are we just going to talk about the the bikes of the have race? To. <laughs> um, so did you actually watch it, the race? Well, at least the men's, at least yes. the men's race? Yes. Yeah. I watched okay. the 23s, I watched the women's, and I watched the men's. Mm-hmm. i got to say, though, this is quite Australian specific, so for everyone in the US, sorry. I hope, I hope, you, uh, hope you still care. But the crowds on there are, are on the day is quite quite poor, I would say. Where yeah. is everyone in Melbourne? There's about 100 people go to the hell ride. And if you took out all the supporters, there would, the crowds on the hill would, were so weak. Like, the, I'm kind of glad that it's moving because Melbourne are just not really getting behind it. I have to say, it's, only an, it's barely an hour away. And I know it was raining, so the weather wasn't awesome. But Melbourne's a big cycling city and there were just not that many people there. So I'm kind of glad that it's moving on because it's the biggest, second biggest race in the country and there would have been certainly less than 1,000 spectators there. Yeah. The, and that's, that's disappointing because normally it is a bit of a festival like up on the, on the hill in the feeding area. It's, it's normally pretty good. Um, oh, how hard do I want to go on this? How many people do I really want to piss off? Should I? Or shouldn't I? Well, all right. I'll, I'll just go for it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's the first time I've watched the telecast as a punter. I'm going to say in almost a decade because uh, for so many years 
we had we had a dog in the fight. Basically, we had riders in the fight. We were doing it ourselves. We were maybe supporting someone else down there. So that's the first time I've just watched it as a punter. And I just can't get over how Melbourne the whole chat is from the commentators and the whole scene around that has become. Are you saying from the sense that as someone that was watching, it didn't really make sense to you unless you were familiar with the Melbourne personalities? Or was it just annoying you that pretty much all the chat was related to people that were from Melbourne when yeah. they got the entire rest of the country? Yeah. That would uh, be watching. That's a really good question. Um, so you know, we get we get accused of talking about the Sydney bubble, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, here all the time. And yeah, we do. That's that's our experience. But it's different for us because we are not we're not being paid to do a national broadcast of an Australian Championships event, which goes out to the whole country, which you are being paid to do to represent everyone evenly. And I'm sorry, you can't watch that and and realistically say that everyone's being represented evenly to the little points of, you know, riders getting breakaways and things like that. And the commentators will always, always concentrate on the Melbourne rider, the Victorian rider. They'll know more about them. They'll give the background to them. They'll talk about the coach of them. They might give personal anecdotes of said rider or said rider's coach or said rider's dad or said rider's track friend or whoever it might be, and it's nauseating. It's just constant. And then there's the other riders who are outside that bubble. Very often they tend to be sort of Queenslanders a lot of the time. And it's unless you're unless you're either in that Melbourne sort of bubble or the track bubble, it just gets completely ignored. And you're you're kind of a rider on a team. They might mention the team, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as mm-hmm. it goes. I understand it's a bloody hard job to know every details on a broad Spectrum of riders. If you're from a, if if you're a commentator from Victoria, it's hard to know the Queensland guy. So would you say it would be better to purposefully not go into details that you know about a rider to keep it more even, or, should, or do you think they should just do more homework on more of the riders so that it's naturally more balanced? Uh, the second one, okay, definitely. Look, look, we we used to provide the commentators with uh, bullet points about every one of our riders. So, you know, Ben Carmen did this, et cetera, et cetera. Sam Hill had done this, et cetera, et cetera. Not once was any of that content that we provided ever used. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I guarantee you that any of those, any of those amateur teams would be dying for some of this chat and would happily provide some of, some of that. I don't know if other teams did that, but would happily provide it on, on the writer's behalf because we, we just want to be talked about. And it's like you're invisible. But beyond that, beyond the sort of in the bubble crowd, the other thing that kind of bugs me about it is people get uppity about the Tour de France coverage and, and it's, oh, it's about castles and, um, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. Whatever. I don't care. That's, that particular coverage, you're trying to bring in just the casual sports fan, the casual architecture fan. You just want eyeballs on that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Australian national championships, the road cycling nationals, know your audience. It's cycling people. Come on. Like just give us a little bit more insight into the actual bike racing or, oh, he's in the big ring. Oh, that's the big ring. That's that's the bigger chain ring. That's about as much gear chat <laughs> as we heard the whole time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just, oh. Really, really disappointing. And mm-hmm. what's worse is, you know, obviously I am being a bit critical of Matt Keenan here. I I know Matt knows a lot more than he's giving out here. And that's that's what bugs me even more because he's really good and he's really knowledgeable. And it's like it's almost like he's being someone saying to him, dumb it down, or someone saying to him, just keep it local. I don't know. Because he is knowledgeable and he knows a lot about the sport. Well, yes, because he commentates every race, yeah. even the national, like he's around the national scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. My last yeah. little rant, promise, my last little rant about it is the generic throwaway line of, you know, so there's the, the World Tour pros, et cetera, et cetera, there. And then there'll be obviously one of uh, your writers, Elliot Schultz was in there towards the end. And they use these really annoying terms, which is like, Oh, well, Elliot's there. He's a domestic rider, which shows just how strong the National Road Series is. What? 
Like the thing is dying and you're just using it to make everyone feel happy and warm and fuzzy inside because, oh, therefore everyone thinks, oh, the, the national development thing must be going well. It's a shit show. Everyone knows it's a shit show. And, and yet just to, pre- pre- to pretend otherwise is, is not good enough, and especially in a nationals event when the people watching know. Yeah. So see what you mean. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just ultimately, I I I think, like you said in the beginning, um, the time has come for Ballarat. I think it's an iconic course. I would love to see a race continue there. I had this chat with Dan during the week. I'd like to see maybe a an NRS race or some sort of amateur race happened there consistently to keep the course relevant and then so in 10 years time we can go back there fantastic or good but yeah we need we need to fresh blood mm-hmm. get get the the puppers crew in WA around it they'll froth it I was going to say yeah, whatever. there would be more people I'm pretty sure there'd be more spectators uh, spectators at Boxing Day puppers bunchy than there were on the hill on Sunday yeah. uh anyway I just also want to say there's a bit of criticism or of the race or for Jacob because it was kind of boring. But they haven't won every year. Mm. They it's hit and miss. They, mm. they 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 quite often they don't have the strongest ride and they cook it up. So to see them come and ride the first four laps like it's a club race and just like two in a group of twelve, another guy bridges, another guy bridges, and just absolutely destroy the field. Hats off because they haven't done that past years. So to just to get Luke Plapp on the roster. Then come out and just destroy the men's race, towel up the women's race. I, I it, yeah, it's kind of boring to watch, but who cares? It's just if, as a sporting performance, it was freaking amazing. Yeah, I agree. Quote, quote of the day though was Luke Plapp. On, if you heard this, Luke Plapp being interviewed afterwards, he's like, "Ah, oh, it's so good. The Aussies are back." <laughs> I was like, Luke. <laughs> There's no alternative here. It's Australian <laughs> National Championships. Aussies have gone one, two, three, four. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But anyway, we'll we'll leave that. We'll leave this. And you said like the beginning, uh, this is a yeah, very Aussie chat. I, I accept that. Um, but I think that's pretty common across I mean, most people when you say to them that our national championships is it just stays in the same place all the time. And if you say that to Americans or people in the UK, they're like, what? Why? It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I think that moving it around, getting some fresh blood in it, should be should be a good thing. Mm. Not Sydney though. I, I should I should say, like having just criticised the way Melbourne bubble, the Melbourne mafia have have held on to this for the last decade. Please don't bring it here. We'll completely stuff it up. <laughs> completely. All right, that's a that's a pretty good wrap up. Nationals equipment race generic rant. Yep, all good. It's good to have racing back. Excited. I don't know if anyone in the industry watches this show, but sometimes I see stuff happen on social media with really big brands, and I, I honestly feel like maybe this is really narcissistic, but it's a reaction to what we're talking about. So Cannondale have released the new EF Education bikes. Yep. And <laughs> they've just doubled down. They've just gone, hey, we don't care about anything. We're going for this Lab 71 thing. So what they've done is it's a cross-post, collaborative post between Cannondale Road and EF Pro Cycling. It's a carousel of their new nicely custom-painted Super 6 Evo High Mod with the High Mod sticker in plain view. They've gone to no effort to hide the fact that it's a High Mod frame. UCI logo, HM, capital letters, and in the second sentence of the description... The 2024 Lab 71 Super 6 Evo for EF Pro Cycling. Well, blah, blah, blah. They, they have, it's almost like they've just, yeah, they've doubled down. They've gone, well, we don't want to hide it. We're just going to make it even more obvious. And the other thing they have done was the top, com- the top two comments on the post were about the fact that <laughs> what is this? And their author, which is their account, has liked every other comment except those two, but they haven't deleted them. So they're not hiding them. When I first brought this up, you initially didn't really care. Back back when like, we back, were... Yeah, when, yes. when we really discussed it. You were like, well, whatever. And I was getting a bit up in arms about it. What do you think now? Is this funny? Is this just the joke now? Uh, it's, it's, I, I still don't care okay. from the, the Lab 71 type stuff, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. And if I could, if I... This is, this is the early leader in the most shared to Chris's Instagram DMs by followers of the show 
easily. I reckon I had two or three hundred people send me this post with like laughing face emojis. Like, can't wait to hear your thought. Anyway, it was just which was kind of backed my theory about like I almost felt like this was a reaction to it. But okay. The thing that triggers me about this is okay, there were a couple of posts about um the the Lab 71, et cetera, et cetera. But this absolutely exploded across all my social medias. Like people absolutely losing their shit over how unbelievably good looking these bikes were. The amount of flame emojis that seemingly were commented on this just absolutely blew my mind. Like the engagement on these posts were incredible. And I don't know why this triggers me so badly because on like I – I've sat here and I've whinged about Focus and their lame-looking bikes and their lame launches of their bikes and said, guys, you've got to do better than this. And yet I'm sitting here going, well, Cannondale, you've just released this bike that's got a nice paint job on it and why am I, why am I losing my shit over that? Why? All right, so I think the reason is because Cannondale have sort of now just – purely become this style over substance brand. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you know, you, you'd look, well, they have because <laughs> they've now just okay. basically gone, we're just going to put a really, really pretty paint job over with, with false markings. Like they're labeling the thing incorrectly with its pretty paint job. But it didn't annoy you originally. No. So is it? But is it annoying you because it's got now they've painted over they they've made it It's like we've relaunched the bike. Okay. With this pretty paint job. Potentially it's that or put, like oh, yeah. And I can I can tell you're genuinely annoyed. Mm. I want to get to the bottom of this. There's something in there's something in the back of your brain that annoys you about cuz me personally I, I mean I don't like this color scheme. I it's just not my it's a bit too artsy fartsy for me, but I appreciate that it stands out and it looks cool compared to you know plain S works. So I I can only take my hat off for that. I don't know why. What's so, what's bugging you uh, about yeah. it? You, you mentioned you mentioned the phrase artsy fartsy, right? Yep. Which I got no issues with. All good, happy days. But it kind of so this launch almost identified that bubble to me because um, I follow a few sort of photographers and stuff like that. And they were losing themselves over this design and even the images of that of that launch, which were so artistically perfect according to the, the kind of stuff that I was reading, mm-hmm. which is a whole sort of cycling bubble that I know exists. I don't have really much to do with that side, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's all good. But I think in this particular circumstance where you're designing a really nice bike with perfectly – designed artistic images with a fake paint job that underneath is a very different bike. That's, I think, what's what's triggered me in this particular circumstance. And also, okay, and also now that we're diving deeper into this, uh, yeah, it was like a – Cannondale was always a – like a, it was like a tool. It was just a – it was the black Super 6 Evo that was the – it was the prince and it didn't have to be loud because you just knew it was pure quality and it did what it did. Yep. Okay. I can see that. Yep. Yep. This route, this isn't, this isn't Cannondale for me. This is, this is the wrong, this is the wrong bubble. This is where, this is where focus should maybe, maybe focus need to hire this crowd and spark them up a little bit. I'm going to do a therapist thing and kind of throw it back at you. Resynthesize and, and, and throw it back. Are you annoyed because you actually think it's a good bike and then they've gone and done it up with a nice paint scheme and everyone's frothing it because of the paint scheme, but you actually think deep down it's actually a good bike and people should be frothing it because it's actually just a high-performance bike and, and not be just because of the paint. And then the fact that they're also doing the fake Lab 71 thing then is a little cherry on top. Am I kind of, am I there? Yeah, you, you could be heading in the right direction. You could be heading in the right direction. Because I still don't quite get you, Chris, because I, I, I feel like this is what we want. We, this, is, this, is the, this, is the, this is the sort of branding, marketing thing that it is. We, 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 are, 
yep. we are big on brands doing. Yep. Which which is where I started this little rant. Okay. Which was like, I don't understand why this is annoying me. Mm. Because you're dead right. This is what we're calling for. Yeah. So you know how Lotto Destiny have moved to Orbea? All that. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the backstory to any of this? No, nothing. Fill me in. So uh, we're late to the party on this, I, I must admit, but I, I, I noticed during the week on, on the GCN News panel that so Ridley are potentially going to sue Lotto Destiny over disloyalty oh. regarding ending their agreement early. So they were contracted to supply bikes for Lotto Destiny for I think another 12 months, or at least for 2024. But Lotto Destiny backed out of it and, as we've seen, have gone to Orbea Bikes. And what's we, what's okay, there's probably some financial stuff in behind it, but there's some, there's some weird lines in it. So the rumours were that Arno Delee, um was hesitant to renew his contract with Lotto Destiny until they found out that the, what the new or that there was going to be a new bike. The inference being right. he felt there was a disadvantage being on the Ridleys. Interesting. Did you have you done any tour magazine looking at because I mean, okay, that Noah Fast looks fast enough. Like, yeah, I don't know. So the tour magazine's overall rating for the Ridley Noah Fast disc was 1.5. The, the lower score, the better. The Cervelo S5 is 1.6. Cannondale System 6, 1.6. And the SOX Venge, 1.7. Trek Manome was 1.7. And if you actually break it, look at that breakdown, it was pretty well rounded. Mm. Aerodynamics was pretty good, 213 watts, which is up there with all the top aero bikes. Um, the stiffness was fine. So, me looking at this test, I, I can't see what it, there's no, it doesn't look like it's lacking in air, any area from tour magazines tests. So, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, I potentially, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have even brought that up because I kind of feel with some of this stuff, like, they start just throwing these, like, yeah. like little rumours out as a a way of getting out of contracts. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, the riders don't like the bike. They think it's slow. Mm. Uh, we, we Let us get out of your contract early or we'll start, like, bad-mouthing. Like, I don't know. I just sort of feel like there's a bit of that the in Stuff there. gets lost in translation. Like, maybe he doesn't like the tyres. Yeah. And then he says, oh, I don't like the equipment. And then like, yeah. the news thing runs with it. Yeah. I, I, the, the Ridley Noah fast looks fine. Yeah. I can't really see it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting partnership. I don't know. Like or Belgium Bayer. brand, yeah. like how would you describe a lot of – it's like a pretty hard man's like, yeah. thing. And then the Orbea is like the – What's the go with Orbea? Do you know much about Orbea? Spanish, Spanish Basque region. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really old brand. Yeah. Um, Uskadel, the team that you don't like. Whatever, whoever they are. Yeah, they yeah. should be riding orange bikes. <laughs> Get them on the orange bikes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like it. It's just a funny fit, that's all. Like, they're gonna be running branding their, wise. They're going to be running the, their in house wheels from Orbea, too. Mm. That's the whole setup. Wheels don't matter, mate. Watch Tool Magazine. <laughs> keep up. Actually, can I just quickly, so I had a few, a lot of people reach out about the Tool Magazine thing. One, one guy who potentially will get him on the show at some point, I haven't talked this about about him with you. He was actually working for a bike brand um, in Europe and when they were building their frames, they built – so their test bike was always a 56 and they would optimise the 56 because they knew that that was the bike size that would be tour tested. Mm -hmm. They would optimise it um, around that knowing because they knew the testing protocols that Tour Magazine did, mm -hmm. which is nothing wrong with this, like whatever, like you, you know – the bike's going to be tested, so they would do that, and so they would optimize it to to perform well in those tests. Mm, which was one of the people pick up yep. on this stuff. The commenters are freaking on it because people are commenting that like, well, this testing applies to a size fifty six. What if mm. I'm on a forty eight? Mm. Can you take anything from the results? Correct. I mean, I don't know. 
I, I actually not. have no idea. It's yeah. So that's but but that's what you're kind of getting at. 100%. Is if the fifty six was designed, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as the as the model, yeah, and that's yeah. one of that. Well, that is one of the criticisms. Mm. Can you fit? Can they test every? You know, can they test every frame, every size? I mean, it's just yeah. Everyone should that's write a, a fifty six. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, let's get everyone. That's a solution. You pick the fastest tour magazine bike, and then you just run a fifty six. No matter what size, so that you know it's the optimized. Get Caleb on a fifty six. <laughs> That'd be great. Can we go to some YouTube chat? Because you put one of the videos in here that was, I'm going to say, I mean, viral is a stretch. More like a couple of people sent it to you. But it's this, everyone's a shill uh, yeah. channel. <laughs> we go again. Are we, are we, are we going to, can yeah, we go? Fine, whatever. We, I mean, yeah. you put it in the notes. I did. You, I did. Out of, out of spite, I think, because this it, is what you do on podcasts. You talk about, yeah. Anyway. Go for it. Well, because well, it's like the, the, so the, this channel came up that the controversial cyclist, but he's he's gone the it's just a Hambini sort of route. All Durian, the boys are in the comments, by the way. Durian rider kind of route, and it's another one of these just calling calling channels out channels. Mm. Um, I watched two of them, and I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, What's your t- what's your take here? No, okay, I I, don't, I like the being called out stuff. I think I think huge cycling YouTube needs more of that. I've got no issue with the uh, taking the piss out of each other. I would love to see us on there one day being absolutely what's the UK term they all use reamed whatever reamed. it is. Just, it just sounds so horrible. <laughs> there you go. Uh, get us on there reaming. It, no, it's it's more the the industry's dying or the oh. The YouTube's trying to sell us a fake reality, like the the motorbike versus the bike industry stuff that we all meant to get all uppity about. I mean, come on! At this point, like, so just actually on the videos, they are it's a it's a commentary. So it, it, the person that runs the channel is watching like a Dave Arthur or a GCM, and then just adding just like. Just chat over the top, just random sentences of just like you're a shill, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like over the top. So it's quite funny. I say, you know what it is, yeah. Well, you know okay, what, what it is? is, yeah. It's it's not the actual video. I like like you. I, I like I yeah. I like it. It's funny. <laughs> it's just the comments, and it's just the oh yeah. The industry is taking the piss out of us. Oh yeah. This these guys are re- like reaming it. I'm like, like just don't watch it then. Like come on, G- GCN like. The, the the having a go at GCN for stuff because they've got ulterior mo- yes they've got ulterior motives how do you think they freaking stay alive they they sell advertising come on people <laughs> like, I don't know just find it like and then to use GCN as the or Dave Arthur as the like that's the reason things are so expensive angle and just like how does that link get made. I just the, the the thing that kind of I find funny is like everyone's a sh- you're a shill mm. your mum's a shill mm. your dog's a shill mm. you're all in shills yeah. it's yeah. like there's not that much money getting thrown around or like oh, oh, someone will mention one thing in a video like oh they mentioned a giant it's like oh giants pay them I'm yeah. like what planet are you living on like there's not that much there's not just bags of money just getting handed around I think that that is probably the part of it that annoys me of like someone. I would say Dave Arthur and the video that he was reacting to was from 2020. So it's like a four-year-old video innocently makes, I would say innocently, I think it was innocently, like makes just a pretty crap video, just basically reading ads. Just mm. pretty much a zero value, something we would do, just chat video of like top bikes, just because he probably knows it'll get 5,000 views and it was three mm. years ago on his channel. So like he's not getting paid by Giant. Mm. But then, so I, it's just a pretty crap video. I, I, I think the reaction videos are funny. I just struggle to get that up in arms about it because it's not like he's getting paid 10 grand to make it. It's just like he probably thought it would get views. So he's just put it out. It's kind of, yeah, I think it's fairly innocent. It's not. Maybe, maybe, yeah. um, maybe our view is, is we're just too in the, the bubble because, you know, we don't watch um, – and I'm not watching Dave Arthur's video for an insightful view into his thoughts on the compliance of the giant propel. I'm watching it because 
I probably haven't seen the Propel yet and he's the first guy to get his hands on it. Mm. So I finally just get to see it and that's all good. But, yeah, look, there probably are 20,000 other people who are watching. Are they really expecting? (laughs) No, actually, no, that's crap. I'm giving him too much. No, (laughs) no one's watching a Dave Arthur or a GCN video and going, this is an interesting insight into how this bike rides. No. And the guy made the comment in the thing. He's like, the amount of bikes that he gets, Dave Arthur, he'd have to, you know, he'd have to ride, be riding 24-7 to actually be experiencing the bike before he talks about it. Like it's just it's just right. not real and there's no reality mm. to that. What else are you going to say, shill? No, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say what we need more of is less bike industry's dying. Bikes are expensive versus motorbikes. You're all shills and more probably uh, Hambini goes a bit rogue. More specific, this product is shit. Because X, Y, Z, or this product is eight times the price for this proper reason. I'm more interested if it's actually calling something out concrete as opposed to these more general, just you're a shill. Bikes aren't that expensive. It doesn't, we're not really moving the needle. We're all just kind of laughing at each other. Thankfully, there are some channels doing that. And that's more what I think would be good to, Spend more time doing a real scientific debunker, like an old school, like more plates, more dates style. Just take it down with facts. While I'm talking, can you have a look at the video that I've, uh, I don't know if you have, but I've written something in there says, this is why I love cycling YouTube. And this is, this, this video, it's a bloke who just bought an SL8 specialized version. I'll, I'll drop the link down below. He sits down for how long does he sit down for there? He sits down for six minutes and he tells us about his bike. I frigging love this. This is perfect. He talks about, yeah, he uses some of the the phrases we all know and love, like holding at speed and at snippy and all that sort of stuff, but good on him. He sits down, but he actually just – No, he's a shill. Shill. He's he's, he's been paid off by – paid off by the bike stand. No, he's paid off by big endurance because he's going back to a defy. Oh, yeah. So, no, he's a shill. So, and it's just great. Like this is his experience riding it. Uh, and I actually think his experience riding this bike is probably more relevant than most people's. And he's, he's kind of saying, look, did I probably shouldn't have bought this, but I really liked the way it looked and I love the way it kind of felt. But then ultimately I've had to whack so many spaces under this bike that it's, <laughs> and I've got this back injury from previous sort of sports. And you know what? I think I'm just going to sell it and move on and, be done with it but like it was just i just love it and not because he not because he got to the end and he was like oh actually you know what it's not a bike for me like whatever his outcome can be whatever it is but this is i know it's not sustainable this is a, a this you know what would be great is a way somehow this sort of stuff was built it out to everyone like if gcn for example had a an avenue where where this guy was able to send them here, their review and then therefore we get to see this because I only I don't know how this popped up on my feed. Potentially this is the frustration that the only channels you're seeing about the SLA is people saying how well it holds its speed. So the the videos like this, like this Jace likes bikes is put up is totally suppressed because it mm. gets zero reach. Mm. So that's a fair, fair Fair point. He's actually done a good – this isn't like a backyard video. There's B-roll, yeah. proper microphone. This is actually a pretty, pretty good setup. Mate, this is, this is actually what we're here for. I honestly do think this. Like I will dig. I will keep digging to try and find these as much as I can, and I do want to try and bring them out because this stuff exists, and as I said, this is why I love – so what's the ta- so you watch? Sorry, I haven't watched it. I probably should have watched it. So what's the takeaway? He liked the bike. It's just the wrong position. It's just the wrong position. Okay, yeah, look at the num- number of spaces under there. Yeah. He's just he's got an old back injury, um, and yeah, he's just like I, I can't do I can't do two or three hours more on this than than I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's he's begrudgingly going to to send it back. Okay, well he's going to sell it. Fifty four. Get around it, Jesse. Fifty-four. Oh, no. That's just more for your isn't size, it? isn't it? Mm. Oh, well, well, let me go. Yeah. No, but it's not an S works. It's only a specialized. Sure, wouldn't you bother. Probably wouldn't. Well, it's not an SL seven. Get me on a seven. <laughs> Why are we all obsessed with Valtteri Bottas? 
Are we all that insecure about our sport that anytime anyone of any value from another sport who has a global following even looks at Lycra, we suddenly jump all over him as if it's the saviour of, of all sides. And nothing against the bloke himself. He just loves bike riding. Good on him. Fantastic. I just find the reaction to him by everyone, just every sort of normal cyclists, is bewildering. I don't really watch Formula One. So my wife messaged would, me when I was at Nash and said, oh, Valtteri Bossas is there. I'm like, he could walk past now. I, I wouldn't even know. So it's kind of irrelevant. Um, I I mean, look, like, I could sit here and go like, well, he's a big name. He's got 4 million Instagram followers. But like, I'm with you. Like, yeah, he's getting more froth than Tade Pogaccia. Like he's getting more... <laughs> engagement than the it's it is weird isn't it yeah. um and like gcn articles about how fast he's strava so how the article about how fast his Wollonga hill time was was the most viewed article on gcn for over a week and this was like a week where the you know tour down under's coming up there's kit releases etc cetera, etc cetera. so i am gonna cop some stuff for saying why who cares Lots of people care. This guy's a massive deal, seemingly, in cycling. Yeah. Now, I, I will temper all this and say, like, he's using his clout to do stuff. Like, he's he's the guy who's got that um, gravel race in Adelaide going. It's like, it's a legit big, I think there's a proper prize pool for yeah, Is that it the rattle yeah, gr- gr- yeah, that's all gr- him. They've taken the him vows out Cromwell. again. Okay, yeah, yep. 100%. So absolutely, again, not against this bloke getting into cycling. I just find how the reaction to it fascinating from the perspective of like, are we, we just all must be really insecure that when a celebrity looks at cycling that we sort of swoon and we're like, oh. It is, there's a part of, maybe it's the contradiction that kind of gets me, or not contradiction, but observation that, when the Tour de France is on, there's some dodgy, I would say, websites that have got, I would say, gotten their maths wrong that are saying either the Tour de France is the biggest sporting event in the world or it's the top five sporting events in the world. And I just go, what, like, what planet are you living on where you think road cycling is like a top five sport in the world in terms of the professional level? It's just, it's not. And like, this is an example where, an F1 driver comes in and is is almost kind of pulling so much of our eyeballs and yet uh, supposedly the Tour de France is like the world's biggest sporting event. And you just go, nothing adds up. And it's more for me, it's more that reflection that we are, um, you know, this makes us all wet ourselves so we're still pretty small fry for sport. What celebrity would you swoon over if they did get into cycling? So, get me in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my answer. Sydney Sweeney. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> what, no, who do you think would be a massive deal, like a massive deal to get into cycling? Do they have, like to, be, but do, well, do they have to be another athlete or just celebrity? No, no celebrity. Oh. Ideally not. Okay. I'd, I'd, yeah, I mean, I suppose Bottas is an athlete. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to offend F1 drivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you imagine a world where Taylor Swift starts getting into cycling, gets into cycling, rides La Tap the Tour? Like, I actually think mm-hmm. that would that what that would do for cycling would be because she's she is. I was listening to this chat the other day. Like, at this point now, she's the biggest celebrity in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Full stop. She, and she's at like the crest of her wave. Mm-hmm. Now she's she's probably timed dating Travis Kelsey one year out. Like if she was dating him last year, it would be like the whole world would have exploded because they go on to win the Super Bowl. And if she was dating him then, you know, you're just completely confused by Talking this. About- <laughs> he's not winning the Super Bowl this year, so that's probably not. Brought- but he's like she's easily the most popular, I reckon, worldwide cross-generational, you name it, get her on a bike. Get her on an SLA. Get her on an SLA. That's <laughs> well, Gordon Ramsay, he popped up a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, specialised ambassador. Um, 
Put a really? post up, Instagram, 115,000 likes. Wow. It's good. Gordon Ramsay's up there. Yeah. But, but he's not cool. He's just a, he's just a absolute mammal. Mm. Like mm. full. Like this photo, I'll send it to you. Proper mammal spec. So it doesn't really have the, I don't know, what do you think? Taylor, besides yeah, I Taylor. Think Taylor. Yeah. Um, like I was watching, um, That's, so did, you, did you see Average Rob? So Average Rob is a Belgium mm-hmm. YouTuber. Yeah. And so he's been following some stuff with Vanderpool. Did he do something with Van Art? I can't remember. Anyway, they just put one up with a cycle cross. Shout to Benji for commentating mm-hmm. it. Um, and like that's that's another angle, like a Logan Paul or a him. Um, he's been riding because he's dating um that jumbo skiing uh, ice skating speed skater woman. Oh, he yeah. he was riding around on a road bike actually. That did pop up. Yeah, that got a bit of, but not he was. I think he was in sneakers. He wasn't in full roadie spec. Um, maybe uh. Someone not in uh, we keep like okay, Taylor Swift's not in the sporting arena. Maybe a like a politician. Someone Ooh. that's got nothing to do with sport. Joe Biden fall off his bike a few weeks ago. Well, months ago. Oh sorry, it's not Logan Paul, it was the brother. The brother's dating her. And he the Jake Paul. All right, let us know down below, guys. Uh what celebrity do you want to see in Lycra? Actually, I probably shouldn't phrase it that way, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to see on a bike? Right, so Tour Down Under is coming up. I am heading down. I have a couple of things. I managed to get a media accreditation. Uh, slimy bastard. Slimed my Sneaking way Sneaking around. Okay. It was actually pretty cool. So uh, just I just applied as a normal human and like they, they have all like in the official sort of application, you've got to put like your who publishes you and all this sort of stuff. And it's like the Neuro Show. <laughs> And all this sort of stuff. And, yeah, anyway, a couple of weeks later my accreditation came through. So that's cool. That I don't know what that actually means. I probably should read some of the stuff, but it probably means I can go in, into the areas and that sort of thing. Yep. So um, I'm interested to know what the, the Nero show people, audience, wants me to do while I'm down there. Well, well, that's a problem. I'm thinking, Chris, what are you going to do? Because do you go interviewee sort of thing? Do you do Shane Miller style, DC Rainmaker, like looking at the gear? Do you not do any of? Do you not film anything? Do you just sort of walk around and Sniff just about get get stuff for us to come back and chat about? Yeah, I'm inter- very curious to see what your approach is going to be to make use of that. Well, this is why I'm I'm asking the audience. I'd I'd like them mm. to to give me a little bit of insight into it. Yeah, look, I, I don't desperately want to do the walk around and um, here's the road bike because GCN will be there. Whatever. Yeah, they'll, they'll do, do all it. that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So we can add add our own sort of flavor to it. The other cool thing was um, Green Edge did reach out once they found out that I was getting a, a media pass and invited me to their launch down there. So, again, um, interviews and all that kind of stuff. Sick. Interested to know. Mm-hmm. I do. Let's see. I'm not convinced I'm not going yet. I think there's a last minute. Oh, hello. There's a potential last oh. minute kind of fly down, I think. Yeah. Maybe just like a. Two-day little. I don't, yeah, I'm thinking about it. So there's that element. I'm I'm going to do a thing. I want to do a, I want to do a Norwood crit. I want to do a Victoria Park crit while I'm there. Oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah. I think the Monday night, I've sort of penciled that one in. Okay. I'm getting in there and having a rip. Mm-hmm. So if any any other YouTubers are going to race, GCN guy did last time. Oh, uh, yeah, he did get too. get him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam's down there, so I'll have a little catch-up with him, hopefully a bit of a chop-off. Yep. What do you want to see? Have you got any... What content What content would interest you? You have a good point in the sense that the bike overviews GCN just kill, so there's no point. The interviewee stuff just takes so much time and it's hard to make it entertaining or in- interesting. And what am I going to – like, 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 yeah, like – what, What's your ambitions for really the race? Your, like, like, oh, yeah, so I'd probably say bah, bah. but. I just want you to get – I want to come in here, open the notes, and there's like a thousand <laughs> t- stuff of just crap you've seen that we can just have just the best Nero Show episode ever that week because you've just seen so many different things. Well, still be, we'll awesome. still be definitely online next week, so 100% going ahead with the show. So I'll be recording virtually uh, next week. I'll have to have a few squeezes while I'm down there, Norton Summit squeeze. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe a Green Hill. Yeah. A couple see of loops. See if we can uh, – out in the basket range. All right, with that said, Jesse, uh, we will see you next week either virtually or maybe maybe you'll be down there. Maybe. So. We'll have to think about it. 
All righty. We'll, uh, we'll see you all next week, guys. See you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.